Okay, before you're seated, I just want to say hello to a couple, all the pastors that are here, uh, pastors that, that I know, my buddies, I saw Miles coming in, and, and Brian Bolt, and other pastors, and then the speakers that are here, Bishop RJ, R.J., El Obispo, Real Talk Kim, who's my sister, that, that tremenda predicadora, esta mujer de Dios, tremenda, mira. Uh, Pastor Medina is here somewhere likewise here you are and all the other pastors and just love you bless you you're gonna we're gonna get are there any questions Israel mi hermano mi hermano mi hermano mi hermano wow okay 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 stand with me I'm gonna read four verses and you're gonna be seated first Samuel chapter 5 first Samuel chapter 5 a few weeks ago the Holy Spirit told me to share this message here on this platform he was clear about it, so I'm just following the instructions from heaven. 1 Samuel chapter 5. This is a story. It should be a Netflix series. An episodic. It's powerful. I can visualize the production of this in modern context. Because it's just fire. It's a great story, but it's for such a time as this. 1 Samuel chapter 5. If you speak Spanish, raise your right hand. If you don't speak Spanish, raise your left hand. Let today be the day that you were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the gift of interpretation and you understand the Spanish vernacular. Or let today be the day you download Rosetta Stone. Let's go right now real quick. First Samuel chapter 5. After the Philistines captured the Ark of God, even that introductory phrase should cause some sort of theological conundrum, angst, consternation, acid reflux. The idea that the mucho malo hombres can capture the ark of God, the glory of God in a box. They took it from the battleground at Ebenezer to the town of Ashdod. They carried the ark of God into the temple of Dagon and they placed it beside an idol of Dagon, hence Dagon. I'm just saying it is what it is. <laughs> I asked him to stop wearing shirts that are small, right? <laughs> but he refuses. This is what you get when you're... By the way, this is Jason Forte. Jason, full disclosure, all kidding aside, his name appears in three museums in America right after 9-11, 20 years ago. He was an alpha team leader in Afghanistan and Iraq. So he... That's a real American hero right now. An anointed Avenger. He, he likewise worked for cer certain sectors of our government that we can and cannot mention. But this is what you get when you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and you use steroids. Let's get back to the passage real quick. Here. No, no, come on, come on. Creatine, creatine, creatine. It's creatine. It's, no, I'm, I'm, all right, I promise. No more, no more, no more, no more. No more, no more. Maybe a little, maybe. Okay. All right. But when the citizens of Ashdod went to see it the next morning, Dagon had fallen with his face to the ground in front of the ark of the Lord, God's glory in a box. They took Dagon and they put him in his place again. <laughs> but the next morning, somebody say the next morning. The same thing happened. They got had fallen down before the ark of the Lord again. But this time, somebody say this time. Well, this time it was different. This time, this time it was different. This time it was different. This time it was different. His head and hands had broken off and were lying in the doorway. Only the trunk of his body was left intact. In other words, Dagon never occupied that space again. So I want to speak to you with what the Spirit of God placed in my heart. The title of the message is Timber. Somebody say Timber. timber. It's coming down. Look at your neighbor, tell him Timber. timber. It's coming down. Timber. Tell your other neighbor, neighbor, timber. by the time you get home, after dominion, every day gone in your family, in your church, in your ministry, in your city, in your region, 
it's coming down in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout like by the time you get home every... And the subtext, the subtext reads as following. Here's a subtitle. When the prophetic stands next to the pathetic, the prophetic always wins. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. Let's begin. If you're taking any notes tonight, good luck with that. <laughs> Point number one. Punto numero uno. I just arrived from New Zealand, literally, because things are opened up now and you can get there and the stuff that was there, restrictions are all me. So I just got back, I'm jet lagged and, I, and I'm, I'm super, super caffeinated. So if I speak real fast, just create some room for this. It's, when hell declares victory, watch God show up. Repeat after me. When hell declares victory, watch God show up. Let's just, after the Philistines captured the Ark of God, they took it from the battleground to the town of Ashdod. In the Old Testament, the Ark of God, God's treasure chest, it represented God's presence, power, and promise. As you well know, the Ark of God served as the Old Testament, the Old Covenant platform that facilitated the glory of God. The glory of God, as you well know, is the manifest presence of God. Whatever heaven touched, the rod of Aaron, manna, commandments, item described in Scripture as glorious. Simply stated, when the king of glory touches it, it is glorious. The Philistines believed that if they would capture the ark, the glory, Israel's secret weapon, Israel would be defeated. And here it is. The Philistines captured the ark of God. They did. They truly believed they took the glory hostage. They stood convinced that they took the power of God captive. They convinced themselves that they had placed the lid on the presence of God. Oh, but they were soon to discover the following. You can't incarcerate the glory. You cannot imprison the power of God. Permit me to explain, for the Lord our God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory, Psalm 84, 11. Through the vicarious atoning work of Jesus on the cross and the resurrection, the finished work of Christ, we are, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 30, carriers of the glory. Having chosen them, he called them to come to him. Calling them, he gave them right standing with himself. Giving them right standing, he gave them his glory. This is why the prince of darkness hates your guts. Hell doesn't come after you because you are black, white, yellow, or brown. Republican, Democrat, independent, charismatic, or automatic. If you are born again, hell comes against you because you carry the glory. In other words, the enemy is not attacking you because of the foolish things you did in your past. He is attacking you because of the glorious things you're about to see in your future. He wants to overwhelm you now because you are about to occupy the next. So right now around the world, it looks like, listen to me carefully, it looks like the enemy is winning. For the past two and a half years and even before that, it looks like the enemy is winning. If you go to, if you're on Facebook, if you go on Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, if you watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox, or listen to certain influencers, it looks like, hmm, the Philistines of the 21st century once again successfully capture the glory. Right now it looks like, and you could hear it. I even hear it from some pastor friends of mine who are going, hey, we're down 25, 30, 45, 50%, 60% of pre-COVID attendance. We're never going to recover. We're never going to recover. We're never going to come back. We're never going to come back. This ship sailed. It's over. It looks like, it looks like the Philistines have captured the glory. Look at your neighbor, tell them four words. Four words. Watch God show up. I'm going to say that one more time for the hearing impaired. What if I tell you the very same thing that took place in Dagon's temple is about to take place in America? 
Let me say that one more time. What if I tell you the same thing that took place in Dagon's temple is about to take place in America and around the world? Somebody look at your neighbor, tell them, watch God show up. But we're coming out of a global pandemic. But the country is more divided than ever before. There are food shortages. A recession is coming. There's war in Ukraine. China's threatening Taiwan. But my marriage is falling apart. My children are rebellious. The medical report came in. If you truly, I'm not going to ask if you think, if you hope, if you feel, if you wish. How many know that God's about to show up like we've never? If you believe it, praise like you know it. Shout like you know it. Rejoice like you know it. Shake your neighbor, tell him, watch God show. No, no joke, no hype. If you really believe God's about to show up like we've never seen his glory show up, raise one hand. If you believe in your home, your marriage, your calling, your church, your ministry, your children and your children's children. If you believe in all generation, God's about to show off his glory like never before. Raise both hands. If you believe there's not a devil in hell or a demon on earth that can stop the glory of God from manifesting, I need you to give God the kind of praise tonight. He's about to show up. I need you to get your church ready. He's about to show up. Get your family ready. He's about to. How do you know? Luke 1 37, the word of God never fails. How do you know? Hebrews 10 23, God can be trusted to keep all his promises. How do you know? What did he promise? Joel 2 28 Acts 2 17 that in the last days somebody say last days somebody say last days it doesn't say I may I hope it says I will pour out my spirit upon all get ready for God to show up which means what lift up your hands I'm going to prophesy to you, the next thing to fill your family will not be more drama. The next thing to fill your family will be the glory of the living God. Somebody should praise right about now. Somebody should worship right about now. Somebody should break out in some sport right about now. Lift up your hands. I'm prophesying over you under the anointing of the Spirit of God. The next thing to capture your mind will not be more negative thoughts. It will be the glory of God. The next thing to invade your atmosphere will not be demons, legions, principalities, devils, sin, or power of darkness. It will be the holy, righteous, powerful, transformative, life-changing, destiny catapulting, ministry elevating, harvest producing, joy revealing, glory of Almighty. Somebody praise like you believe it. Pastor, are we streaming? Are we streaming? The next thing to fill America will not be COVID 20, 21, or 22. The next thing to fill America and the nations will not be a new political ideology or a new social construct. I want all the haters to listen, all the doubters to listen. All the skeptics to listen. All the naysayers to listen. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The next thing to fill America and the next thing to fill the nations will be the glory of Jesus. 
Somebody praise like you believe it. Somebody shout like you believe it. Somebody dance like you believe it. Somebody pray like you believe it. Somebody prophesy like you believe it. Numbers 14, 21. But indeed, as I live, all of the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Ephesians 4.10 He who descended is himself, he who ascended far above so that he might fill all things. Okay, lift up your hands. No joke, no hype, no wishful thinking, no spaghetti on the proverbial prophetic wall. We are about to see more people saved. Sense the Holy Ghost. We are about to see more people saved than ever before in human history. We are about to see more people healed than ever before. We are about to see more people delivered than ever before. And we are about to see our prodigal sons and daughters come back home like never before. Oh. Oh. Okay, I got up. Are there any questions? All right, we are streaming, right, Pastor? We're streaming? I'm not going, God forbid, I'm not doing, I'm not going political. God knows I'm not. I'm just going, listen. We're about to see the glory. By the way, every pastor, because I got, you got, I got this. I got pastor friends who say, I'm not making this up. People, there are pastor friends of mine. I love my pastor. I think we have the best pastors on the planet living than ever before, living in the same generation. But this whole COVID thing and the whole political stuff, it just, it's officially the cuckoo for cope of season. And, 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 and so I got pastors going like, well, I think we're going we're gonna to cut down. We're actually going to bring in and some, some carpenters to come in and, 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 and minimize our buildings and auditoriums because according to the recent survey, 36% are never going to come back to church. So we got, there are two types of pastors. There are the pastors who are right now getting carpenters and then, and then, and then there are pastors who go like, I, I don't care what it looks like. I'm about to go big. I'm about to win. Enlarge your territory. Stretch out your cords. Somebody shout, make room. Make room, make room, tell your neighbor, make room. Something amazing is coming your Go like this, just go like this. So I was referencing, if I come from California. I grew up in Pennsylvania, but now I'm in California. God said, go west, young man. So I come from California with a banjo on my knee. And in the mid, y'all didn't experience this in the free state of Ohio. But, but in, in my state, and again, not, not politics, our leadership, our governor, and bless his heart, I just blessed him. What's wrong? I just blessed him. I just said, bless your heart. I said, bless your heart. Yeah, yeah, he deemed the church is not essential. He killed that. I mean, that, that was obvious. That's a cop, Captain Obvious. Churches are not essential. Shut down churches. You can't. That was expected in California. But he went one step. Do your Google due diligence. Make sure I'm not making this up. Make sure it's not hype. He went one step. Again, I'm an independent. I'm a pro-life, pro-religious liberty, biblical justice. I'm a Lamb's agenda guy, but I'm independent. But So I don't care what party it is, but he did say, Google it, by executive decree, not only can you not have church, but in your home. Google it. He said, in your home, you are hereby for... You, you are prohibited from having any of the following expressions. You cannot sing, praise, worship, or chant. With any gathering, your family, your friends, you can't. You know what part killed me? The chanting part. 
Because the Rodriguez just get up every morning and go, ah! So help me Google it. He actually said for the first time in American history that in my own home, in my casa, con mi familia, con mis amigos, que yo no puedo tener un culto de adoración. I mean, he actually, so I just, hmm. I want to remind you and those around the world, there's not an executive order. A Supreme Court decision, a presidential decree, a legislative initiative, a law that will ever have the power to stop the Holy Spirit from moving. You can't stop the Holy Spirit. You can't deplatform the Holy Spirit. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my. Somebody shout like you have that spirit. Somebody praise like you have that spirit. Lift up your hands. What God has planned, nothing can stop it. I said what God has planned, nothing can stop it. I feel the Lord, what God has planned, nothing can stop it. Isaiah 14, 27, I, the Lord all-powerful, have made these plans and no one can stop me now. When the enemies of truth, love, and grace convince themselves that they have successfully captured the glory, four words, watch God show up. If you got that, raise your hand. Let's, let's get this. No. We gotta, I got to finish this. It's just because, yeah. Number two, real quick, when the prophetic stands next to the pathetic, the prophetic always wins. L let me illustrate this. Um, where are my Philistines? Where are my Philistines, Pastor Brian? Where are they at? I found two Philistines today. So I want you to... Let me, can you hold on to this, Philistine? So, Pastor Rod, this is so cool because the exegete of the passage is so applicable, which blew me away when, when the Spirit of God gave me revelation on this, because it's crazy. It says that they, it didn't, the Bible doesn't say, because this, this is, these are the mucho malo hombres, right? The enemies of the Israelites. So you would assume stuff like the, like, you know, co logical continuity, you know, cognitive coherency, intellectual bandwidth, logic. You would assume, I hate what you have because it gives you power. But they never attempted to destroy the ark of God. That's right. Yeah, right. Like they, why didn't they? Mm -hmm. So this is your secret sauce, huh? Well, let's, let's, let's burn it. No. How about this? Let's open up the lid. Let's remove that, that ninja stick they have there, that rod of iron. Let's just, just, let's take the Panera bread away. None of that happened. You follow me? And, and they didn't. Do you know what they, I'm going to show you what they did. They took the ark of God, the glory of God in the box. Did they drag it? Did they push it in the ground? Because even the enemy respects the glory of God in your life. Y'all didn't hear that. I want you to know there are things the devil knows he will never have access to in your life. I don't know if you got that right. Somebody shout, respect the glory. Respect the glory. Why? Israel had a testimony. They had a reputation. The Philistines were fully aware, they were, they were cognizant of the fact that everyone else, that there were stories that if you would just carry this appropriately, woo, if you touch it, woo, it they, the, the testimony preceded them. We overcome, Revelation 12, 11, we overcome, and the word, which is the word of God and the word of God applied in you if you went through you. So watch, watch. They carried it because they respect. It's just, so go ahead, carry. Don't drop the glory, baby. Go ahead, go upstairs. Don't drop the glory. 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 Don't drop the glory.
Don't drop the glory. Tell your neighbor, don't drop the glory. Don't drop, put me down, sunshine. There it is. They put the glory. Say right here, gentlemen. They put, right here. They put the, let's do it again. No, 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 no. Stay right there. I just, just, I'm jet lagged. All right, here we go. So, so they, this is the way it looked. I'm not making this up. This really happened. Like, it sounds like a, it really happened. Isn't this crazy? There's a temple with, there's a temple with a God of steroids. I mean, Dagon. And then they brought it. Did this really happen? Dagon, and they brought the ark of God, the glory of God in a box, just like this. Right next. The Bible says right next. By the way, this is small. This is extra large. It's all a matter of perspective, you see? Aha. Uh -huh. Just... Lift up your hands. Two objects cannot occupy the same space. Your past and your future cannot occupy the same space. Your dream and your nightmare cannot occupy the same space. Complacency and conviction cannot occupy the same space. Truth and lies cannot occupy the same space. Hatred and love cannot occupy the same space. Sin and holiness cannot occupy the same space. Forgiveness and bitterness cannot occupy the same space. Belief and doubt, faith and fear cannot occupy the same space. Something has to go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listen carefully. There is a battle going on right now, even coming out of COVID, with everything you sense it and you sense it, you feel it wherever you go. There are no geographical limitations to this. Everywhere I go, I see a battle, and the battle is between your mind and your mantle. The battle is between the thoughts in your head and the calling upon your life. The battle is between memories and imagination. The battle is between anxiety and anointing, drama and destiny. There's a battle going on. How many here not hope, not feel, not think? How many here at Dominion know that the battle has already been won? Oh no, no, that, that was... How many know that the battle has already been won? How many are 123% certain that the battle has already been won? If you believe that Christ is our victory, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, now shout like the battle has been won. When I'm about to land. When the glory stands firm, darkness will collapse. All right, here we go. Ready, Jason? When I count, I'm, I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit showed me. Just showed me. So I saw you falling down. Notice it's not me. It's the glory. You're Dagon. So I want you to fall down hard just like Dagon did, but listen to prophetically what's going to happen. No joke, no, no thing. We've lived it out. We've seen the miracles in the past few months. So we know it's not like, you know, rhetorical exuberance, prophetic hyperbole. We've seen the fulfillment of God's promises. Every single Dagon in every single ministry, every single family here, everyone streaming, not, not like a year from now, by the time this service is over. I sense the Lord. Not some of the Dagons, not 30%, not 80%. Every lie of the enemy around you is coming. Somebody should be praising right about now. Every lie from the pit of hell against you, your children, or your children's children, every lie is coming down. If you believe that, pray like it's already on its way. Tell your neighbor it's coming down. Tell your other neighbor it's coming down. Tell somebody behind you it's coming down. 
It's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. Levanta las manitas así. Look at y'all Rosetta Stone people. Let's speak prophetically now. The Dagon attempting to deconstruct our Judeo-Christian value system is about to fall down. The Dagon attempting to indoctrinate our children with false ideologies regarding race, gender, it's coming down. In the matter of fact, we rise up and we tell every day, God, every Philistine, get your hands off our children. First Corinthians 16, 13. Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. What will it take, Pastor Parsley, for Dagon to fall? Dagon, hold on to this for me. I want to show you this. This is a book we wrote during COVID. God blessed it. By the grace of God, we were on Good Morning America, and God blew it up, and, and it became a thing. And So I just want to show you something here. This is a book. What heaven starts, hell cannot stop. Mm -hmm. Sticky traps. Mm -hmm. What are you doing here? Push your plow, meet your mantle. Eyes on the prize. This book will be discounted in the booth table back there after the service. This will be discounted for anybody who wants it. I just ripped pages from a book that God inspired me to write during COVID. God blessed it, blew it up, did his thing for his glory. But I'm going to be honest, me ripping some pages from my book will do absolutamente nada. It will do nothing as it pertains to somehow infringing or limiting the firewall against relativism and cultural decadence. It will do, somebody give me a Bible. Thank you. Beautiful. Living Legacy Bible. Okay. Let's do the same thing with his. I'm going to rip, uh, my, my church will take care of the liability. We'll give you back. Uh, but... It's, it's, I'm going to rip some pages from the Bible because I'm, because I need to, if, because if we're, if we're, if we're avoiding them, might as well rip them off. What's the difference? We don't preach about it. We don't teach about it. We don't post about it. We don't say about it. So might as well rip them. So if you don't mind, let me rip some stuff off. I'm sorry? You're saying no? Then why do we live like some of the pages are missing? Why do we preach like some of the pages are missing? Why do we give like some of the pages are missing? Why do we pray like some of the pages are missing? Why do we pray like some of the pages are missing? Why do we raise our children like some of the pages are missing? If Dagon is to come down in our generation, we have to preach the word, the whole word, and nothing but the word. So help us God. If you believe that, shout like you know it. All right. Let's do it. All right. Let's just bring this thing. Are you ready? All right. Let's do it. I'm going to count to three. And we'll count to three. When I count to three, you fall down. All right, lift up your hands. For reals. We must preach the word in and out of season. We must preach the full gospel, not just the convenient parts. When pastors and leaders stand up and preach the truth, America will see the glory of God. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. When pastors and leaders and parents preach the truth, America will see the glory of God. Somebody shout, Dagon is coming down. So empowered by the Holy Spirit, I even wrote it down. 
I hereby declare the following. Every, every day gone at the sound of my voice is coming down today. You are coming out of dominion with the anointing that will prompt every Dagon to come down. The Dagon in your family is coming down. The Dagon in your church is coming down. The Dagon in your career is coming down. The Dagon in your generation is coming down. In the name of Jesus, addiction comes down today. Bigotry comes down today. Captivity comes down today. Hatred comes down today. Luke 10, 19, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Colossians 2, 15. Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. At the count of three, the day gone in the millennial generation is coming down. The day gone in generation Z is coming down. The day gone in generation Alpha is coming down. Are you ready? The day gone's in America. The day gone's in America are coming down. So you ready? When I count to three, you come down every day gone, every lie of the enemy in here and out here because the greatest day gone is the old version of you so are you ready every day gone everything occupying your space that's not of god is coming down one I'm not making this up by the time you get home you don't get surprised you're going to get text messages from your loved ones they're not even streaming. They're going to say, I don't know what happened, but something just broke loose in my life. I feel the Lord right about now. Hey, pastor, I'm prophesying. Next Sunday, you're about to see people come back that haven't been around for a while. The day God of fear is coming down. Are you ready? One. Two. Uno. Dos. Imagine every city in America. Every city in America. Every single region in America. God's not done with us yet, man. We're about to see the glory like never before. We're about to see signs, wonders, healings, and miracles like never before. We're about to occupy the very area hell has fought to keep us out of like never before. One, two, three, go! Somebody prays like Dagon came down! Some, somebody worship like Dagon came down! Somebody break out in a shout like you know! They saw. Say right there. They, this is what they saw. They found Dagon. 
the false god, the lie, the deception on the ground. And they found the ark of God. They found the ark of God. Look at your neighbor, tell him, I'm still standing. Tell your neighbor, I'm still, I'm still standing. All the hell you've been through, but you are still. Is there anyone still standing in this house? If you're still standing, raise one hand. If you're still standing, raise both hands. There's glorious presence inside of you, 1 Corinthians 3.16. There's glorious promise inside of you, 1 Corinthians 2.9. There's glorious purpose in your life, Psalm 138, verse 8. Ah, in spite of the hell you've been through, in spite of everything the enemy sent your way, you are still standing. I sense God. Your plans fell apart, but you're still standing. You've been attacked from the north, the south, the east, and the west, but you're still. People abandon you, people unfollowed you, but you are still. I need you to praise like you're still standing. Look at your neighbor, tell him, neighbor, I've been through a process, but I'm still standing. Tell your other neighbor, neighbor, I've been through hell and high water, but I'm still standing. Tell your other neighbor, neighbor, here I am, here I am, here I am, I'm still. Yeah, 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 yeah! Some of us have scars, but we're still standing. Some of us have a limp, but we're still standing. Why are you still standing? Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away. Jude 1, 24. But the Lord is faithful. And he will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Second Thessalonians 3 3. All right, we're done. Stand with. Oh. You're standing. Um, all the pastors and preachers and teachers and theologians, this is the appropriate time for some Hebrew exegetical extrapolation as we stand. The Bible never states that Dagon fell back Dagon never fell to the side when you do your biblical due diligence look at the phraseology embedded here in 1st Samuel chapter 5 it says that Dagon fell in front of the ark with his face to the ground do your Hebrew go deep no no you missed it didn't fall back didn't fall to the side fell like this it is the same identical phrase cross-referenced by the psalmist in Psalm 97 when he declares that all the false will bow and worship the real God. Somebody should praise right about now. I know, I need you to open up your mouth. Dagon falls in your worship. Dagon falls in your praise. Dagon falls every time you lift up Jesus. Every Dagon has to Psalm 97 verse 7 Leave your hands raised for the final time Maybe Maybe as a caveat Today is the day your problem collapses In front of your promise The sickness falls In front of the healing The curse falls in front of the blessing And the brokenness Falls in front of the breakthrough and everything falls in the name of Jesus. Philippians 2.10, every knee shall bow.
If you got this, lift up your hands. This is it. I want you to look at the imagery here because it matters. The optics here are important. This is the way it looked. Look. Guys, come in one more time. Just come in. Stay right there. They came in and they saw this. We are about to see that in every city of America that has a Christ-centered, Bible-based, Holy Ghost-empowered church. I'm going to say it again. Every city in America with a City Harvest Network church or a church that lifts up Jesus, preaches the Word, and is filled with the Holy Spirit without ever quenching the Spirit. We are about to see every day God come down. If you believe it, one more shout like you actually believe it. Somebody shout, it's coming down! Somebody shout, it's coming down! We're done. We're done. Look, watch this. Let me show you what it looked like. And then, this happened. I need you two to come around me. Don't touch the glory. Pick him up and put him right back. Now, go step aside. This really happened. It wasn't devils that came in. It wasn't demons. It wasn't legions. It was people. Because there are people in the world dedicated to picking up what God already knocks down. <laughs> Y'all... And they left again. Do your biblical due diligence, they left. If the ark would have had a conversation with Dagon, it probably would sound something like this. This is paraphrasing. This is pastoral executive privilege and closure. You should have stayed down. What I'm about to do to you next. I'm gonna make certain you never occupy my space ever, ever, ever again. I'm preaching to somebody. Something that was in your past, all of a sudden brought up its ugly head. God is not torturing it. God is about to bring this to closure. Somebody shout never again. Never again. Never again. Do not resurrect what God has crucified. And do not attempt to crucify what God resurrects. So one more time. I'm going to need you to, this time by the way, the head. This comes off. This comes off. The only thing left is the trunk. In other words, you can't be brought back together again. This time, Humpty Dumpty, you're not coming back together again. You follow what I'm saying? This is never again. Lift up your hands. I sense God. Never again. I hear that word in the spirit. Never again. That thing that tried to come back in your life. Never again. Somebody shout, never again. That thing that messed you up in the past, never again. That sickness, never again. That bankruptcy, never again. That family issue with your children, never again. Depression, anxiety, and fear trying to hold you down. Somebody shout, never again. Shout, never again. So Jason, this time I want you to come down. This time you're not getting back up. And I want everyone here, if you need a never again anointing, you're, you're going to shout never again when he hits the ground. And I want you to give God the kind of praise that signs a contract that lets him know from this moment on, never again will Dagon, would any lie of the enemy occupy your space. Ready? Never again. Never again. Never again. Never again. Never. Closure. 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 Never again. Ready? One. Two. One, two, three, go. Somebody shout, say never again. 
Somebody shout. Somebody praise. Somebody shout never again. Never again. Never again. Never again. The Philistines believed. The Philistines were convinced that Dagon would permanently occupy that temple. I heard the Holy Spirit, and I say that with fear and trembling. I heard the Holy Spirit when Roe v. Wade was overturned. I heard the Holy Spirit say this. I am the God that overturns. This is the season I will overturn what the enemy believed was permanently established. Y'all didn't get that. That sickness, I overturn it. That stigma, I overturn it. That generational curse, I overturn it. That failure, I overturn it. That defeat, I overturn it. I am the God that overturns and I can never be overruled. Somebody shout to that God that overturns. God's glory is about to manifest in your life in such a way that the opposing, the antagonistic, the contrary, the enemy will be defeated where he won't be able to occupy your space again. When Jesus said it is finished in John 19, 30, he meant it. When he died on the cross and he forgave our sins, he did it once and for all, Hebrews 7, 27. The things that once stood next to you and occupied your space, your thoughts, your conversations, your peace, they will never rise up again. Let me make a call right now. If you lift up your hands, I told you it was a maybe. Lift up your hands. When our generation rises with, for the glory of God, the next generation will shine with the grace of Christ. Um, so Israel, I'm going to show you what the ark of God did. I'm going to show you exactly because we can't make stuff up. You know, people say, well, yeah, what probably happened is that the rod of Aaron came out from the lid. And it went, no, did not happen. The Ten Commandments smacked them. No, this is what we know the ark did. I'm going to show you the secret. This is what the ark did. According to scripture, this is what we know. You missed it. If you ever want to cause the devil such a migraine, to prompt him to get his anti-anxiety medication, when hell stands next to you, be still and know that I am God. Somebody prays like you know to trust in God's promises. Dagon fell down and the ark of God didn't move an inch. Our faith stands measured not by how we react when heaven comes down upon us. Our faith stands measured by how we react when hell stands next to us. When your integrity is more important than your influence, nothing can stop you. When you are driven by anointing rather than ambition, nothing can stop you. When your hunger for righteousness is greater than your fear of criticism, nothing can stop you. When you exchange your trauma for a testimony, nothing can stop you. When your faith is greater than your feelings, nothing can stop you. When God's word is more important than your opinion, nothing can stop you. And when your praise speaks louder than your pain, I said when your praise is louder than your pain, when your praise is louder than your pain 
Nothing can stop you. Are there any worshipers in the house here today? All right, we're done. Close your eyes. Timber, it's coming down. It's coming down. Whatever's occupying your space is coming down. It's coming down. Every lie of the enemy, everything antithetical to God's ordained purpose and calling for your life, your family, your children, and your children's children. Your calling, your ministry, your assignment on this planet. Every lie of the enemy is coming down. Trust him that he will fulfill all his promises. There goes Hebrews 10.23 again. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Luke 18.27. What is impossible for man is possible for God. And the moment it becomes impossible, it officially belongs to God. I'm going to count the three. If there's any pastor, any leader, any person here who says, Oh, Pastor Sam, you have no idea the size of my day gone. Oh, that day gone is ginormous. And tonight, tonight God spoke to me and said, every single day gone without exception is coming down. I've never seen more pastors. Pastor Rod, I was in New Zealand. I've never seen in Australia, New Zealand, and here in America, there's an assault on ministry. Have you noticed that? There is an unbridled attack like we've never seen before. The Krakens have been officially released against the pastoral. Release the Krakens. They did. And I just heard story after story of pastors going like, man, I don't know if we could do this. Dagon's coming down. Because the glory of God will completely fill the earth. The glory of the risen Christ Jesus. The gospel of Christ preached in every single... It's coming down. So I'm going to count the three. If there is no day gone in your life that needs to come, then you stay right there where you're at. You're beautiful. You're going to help me pray. But if you say there's at least one day gone that I need that thing to come down in the next, matter of fact, time stamp it, whatever time it is, it's coming down. So if that's you at the count of three, I would encourage you to nicely jog out of your seat and get here. One, two, three, get here. Go. Go. It's coming down, it's coming down. It's coming down, it's coming down, it's coming down. Don't forget the biggest day gone is the old version of you. The old constructs. The battle for your mind. Lift up your hands. This is that day, that day, that day. Ha! I sense breakthrough right now. Ha! Hey, hey, hey! the authority of heaven.
every day gone, every day gone, every day gone, every day gone. Show us your glory, God. For glory, for glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. 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 Now, down, down, down in your family, down, 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 down. No, oh, oh, oh. That's it. That's it. That's your breakthrough. Oh, that's your breakthrough. Go, 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 go. Yes. Yes. Here comes the glory of the Lord. Here comes the glory of the Lord. Here comes the glory. Go, 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 go. Hey. Here comes the glory of the Lord. Pastors, you lift up your hands. Pastors, all the lead pastors, lift up your hands real quick. Where are my two Philistines at? Were they raptured, Pastor Rod? My two Philistines. Where are my two Philistines at? Brian, Pastor Brian, Bolt, the two Philistines, were they raptured? Are they union workers? Did they leave? Were they on the clock? Is it a California thing? There you are. Right here. I'm going to show you. I want every, don't, and don't, don't exaggerate. So, if you're a pastor and there's a Dagon that has risen in your, mm, if there's a Dagon occupying your space that you need that Dagon to be down by the time you leave here, only if that, if you have no Dagons, just stay right where you're at and pray for me. But if that's you, make room. Get over here. Now, get over here. Quickly, you have to get, like the woman of the issue of blood, break through the crowd, man. You're a lead pastor. There's a Dagon that has to come down today. It could be a Dagon in your family, a Dagon in your finances, a Dagon of health, a Dagon emerging out of your, your church leadership, whatever it may be. Where are you? All the, all the pastors. You two come here. I'm gonna, not making this up. I'm gonna show you what's next for you. Come here. Lift me up. The Bible says that they carried the ark over the broken Dagon. God's about to carry you over the very things that once stood in your way. Lift me up. This is what's coming next for you. Go ahead. Walk over. Go over. Somebody shout like you know it. Go. 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 Go, go, go! I'm going to give it over to Pastor, Pastor Parsley. Lift up your right hand. Repeat after me. Without exception, 
every day gone in this temple in my family in my church in my community in my generation without exception every day gone every day gone I declare by faith in the name of Jesus every day gone has fallen down if you believe that now give him the best shout of praise you give him Because that God, the God that overturns cannot be overruled. Come on, come on. Yeah. And then they multiplied and they gave him, y'all know the story, the gold and the, they had to give him back with an increase. You're going to get a reward for the hell you've been through. Not just on the other side of eternity, but on this side of eternity. Hallelujah. What you don't know is the hell you've been through just financed your next few years. Y'all didn't get that. All, some of you should be like praising, just like nutty for that. The hell you've been through just financed the next season of your life. Somebody shout like it's all yours. Yeah. back to your kids rooms go back to your family members houses that you love go in there under this anointing that you came out of out of dominion you're coming out with the anointing for the glory of God the glory of Christ to be made manifest in you with you and through you glory to glory according to the Apostle Paul's writing in 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 not the glory that fades away but the glory that's always increasing manifesting the fullness of the finished work of Christ oh so get ready the glory of God like never before, in you, with you, for you, and through you, we're about to change the world. One more clap offering. <laughs>